Welcome, everybody, to episode 135 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. You should follow us at Two on Three Pod on Twitter, and you can send us email at Holla, holla! at Two on Three Pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. I'm Chris, and I'm celebrating Macaulay Culkin's birthday by wishing I was home alone at CD Villa Senor on Twitter. And with me is Ty. Where can we find you wishing for solitude on social media? You can find me on Twitter at S-E-A-T-J-K. And uh, yeah, I'd like to hide from the world right now. Yeah. I mean, that, there's, that's, you know, it, it's sort of every kid's dream, right? Like you get left home alone. <laughs> like they just leave you. They just leave you behind. So the reason I mentioned it, Macaulay Culkin is 40 years old today, which is one of those time markers, right? Now that now he's 40, everyone should feel old. Which, right, right. Which is, we had a segment on this in the past about celebrity birthdays that, that tugged on the mortality string. Yes, and, and Macaulay Culkin turning 40. To be honest with you, I thought he might have been 40 already. <laughs> but Yeah, I always thought he was older than me, and it obviously made, not. It made the rounds on Twitter today, and it just sort of made me laugh. But, the, uh, but I, it sort of sparked, isn't it time we revisit the fact that Kevin McAllister is likely a serial killer? Right, because he exhibits all the he exhibits all the traits of a typical serial killer. He takes much joy in violence. Okay, yeah, he's very creative. Um, If I recall specifically, this is a this is a an old uh, Jason Concepcion bit, right, about him being Jigsaw. Yes, from the Saw films. (laughs) Yes, did I step on it there, or you? No, that's fine. No, I was getting to it. But yes, there is a there is a there is a meme, a very common meme that Kevin McAllister did grow up to be the serial killer known as Jigsaw. <laughs> but I, so today I was, as I was thinking about this and recalling the meme and looking stuff up, I decided to look for some of the scenes from home alone, not home alone, but home alone two. Mm, okay. And home alone two is wildly violent. Lays, like it's way over the top. Okay. I, I haven't watched it in a while. <laughs> and he takes much, much, much too much joy in, in dealing out the, the, the harm. So I guess they figured, you know, the first time around it was cute. Like he was just sort of defending himself from the wet bandits. And in the second movie, he's like, takes it right to them. He's not having, he's not having the wet bandits shit at all. Well, remind me and our audience some of the more egregious acts of violence that Kevin McAllister commits in New York. <laughs> it's, most, it's mostly like, like heavy things, like striking those dudes in the head. I just, I just, I just feel bad for that. I feel, I feel like the wet bandits don't deserve the amount of just the amount of just pure unadulterated torture they have to endure. I mean, the whole running the sinks, it really takes you out of Harry's corner, not Harry out Marv's corner. Doesn't it? (laughs) Because I mean, you want to rob my house. Okay. You're going to ruin it also. Like that's, that's much more, I'm much more upset about the, the sink situation than I am about the things that you've stolen. Especially in the wintertime where it would all freeze. Like, I mean, they, they are really screwing up your house. Yeah, you're going to have to call ServPro. And if you have to call <laughs> ServPro, it's, it's bad news, man. You just, it, it's, much more, it's much more. Yeah. It's, it's just a much greater transgression. Yeah. And shit, shit's gone seriously wrong. I mean, you're just like, when ServPro shows up, right? It's just yeah. like, like a murder scene. That's correct. But anyway, that's. But, and then it also tripped me into one other th- school of thought that um, considering both of their careers are pretty much over. <clears throat> who's got the better career? If we look back, Macaulay Culkin or Haley Joel Osment, who had the better career? 
Oh, I don't. Well, I mean, I don't have the resumes in front of me. <laughs> just off the top of your head. I mean, this isn't a full blown segment, but it's just something that I thought about as I was. If you were just a knee jerk reaction, who would you say had the better career? Um, what do we define? Okay, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be pedantic, but how are we defining better <laughs> I career? I, 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 it's up to you. I mean, obviously, Haley Joel Osment got like nominated for shit. Like he got nominated for an Oscar. Right. Exactly. No, that's that's definitely an achievement. But he was also a very small child. Yes, and so the um, who who had a better I mean, who do you think had a better career? I mean, I think that that Macaulay Culkin's still more like people think about Macaulay Culkin more than that's H- true. They do Haley Joel Osment. That's probably true. Um, I, I think it's well. I mean, it's rough both ways. I'm having a <laughs> it doesn't go well at all. All right. Uh, like later on, so it's it, I can't. I'd have to go back and just look at the list of movies and be like, I don't know what is actually better. Which which ones of these movies would I rather watch? Yeah. I tell you what, we'll do. We'll do it. We'll do two actors, one spot at some point okay. down the road. And Sounds good. We can we can do a deeper dive into uh, into into uh, Macaulay Culkin versus Haley Joel Osment. All right. Well, I have one more question about Home Alone too. Sure. So in Home Alone one, perhaps he takes it too far to defend his house. Right. He, uh-huh. I mean. I don't want to get nitpicky about the details, but definitely there's a lot of moments where I'm like, that would kill you. Sure. Like that, that iron from the, the floor above, that's, that's <laughs> going to break your face. You're not going to be like coming back that right. night. Yes. Uh, the burnt scalp. That's, I think that's putting you out. Yes. Uh, yeah. But okay. So e- either way, but in home alone too, they see him and now they're not trying to steal anything. They're just going to fuck him up. They're going to murder him. Right. right. So I don't know if I can feel bad (laughs) that he takes it up a level. They're taking it up a level. He's just matching their, he knows what's up. He He sees it on their faces. Yes. But there's, but there's just a lot of glee involved in it. I think, I I think it's the, uh, which is, which is the funny part about these being sort of quote unquote children's movies. Uh, yes, right. yeah. it's just madcap holiday fun, <laughs> where these two where these two criminals want to kill a child. It's There's like the Goonies. It's sort of like the Goonies, right? This is yeah. Christopher Columbus. This is there Christopher Columbus. Is his deal? We have we have these adult criminals who want to kill children, and the childrens take out gleeful revenge upon these people. Yeah, and you can tell it's a bad scene when your kids are watching it because for the half a moment in these movies where it gets a little perilous. Yeah, your kids are really like, oh shit, oh no, they're gonna get him. <laughs> it's upsetting. It's upsetting. That's funny. So. All right. Anyway, uh, on the show tonight, we're gonna talk a little more about golf, as we sometimes do, and especially since golf is sort of the only thing keeping us afloat <laughs> at this point. Um, we'll talk about some just a potpourri of golf stuff, and then uh, some movie golf um, list from the Ringer, um, which I don't think. I think both of us don't think they did a very good job on. But There's will, a few highlights. We will we will clean it up. We will yeah. clean it up, and um, and then trying to find uh, additional revenue streams in the in the uh, in the pandemic in pandemic land. Get ready um, to get pitched on Chris's OnlyFans in segment three. <laughs> ready to do this. Um, the Dijot will obviously followed by the OT. So there you go. See, I've broken it up. It's not the Dijot was no longer in my brain part of the OT. Okay. <laughs> Good job. All right. Episode Segment. 135. <laughs> Segment number one. All right. So interesting week for golf fans. I mean, I, I really had, I really enjoyed what was happening last week. The, um, because 
you know, because we're home, <laughs> we get to watch a lot more coverage while we do our work. Indeed. And, uh, and Thursday is generally a busy day for me. Um, so I was glad that it was Friday that when, when things went buck wild. But the, um, but so let me start at the beginning. So last weekend, the Villa Senor kids went to Walla Walla in order to uh, play some play some golf tournament. Okay. You've been to Walla Walla? Have you been to Walla Walla? Not as an adult, at least not that I can recall. Yeah. Nice town. I think it's a really great town if, like, if it wasn't for restrictions. You know, because mm-hmm. it's, it's a wine town. So if people, if you're into wine, it is the Mecca. It is becoming, I think, the national Mecca for wine. Like, at least that's what they tell you oh, <laughs> in yeah. the marketing. They're taking over. But it's a small town, and it's, but it's far. It's like four, four hours or so. Yeah, it's a long way. It's a haul. So we hauled, uh, we hauled the kids off to go play a whole weekend worth of golf in the Walla Walla. And, um, the, uh, and what it always turns out is you're just hoping it's not 300 degrees. Because right. the week before, apparently, it was like 105 degrees in Walla Walla. And then, and then uh, it was a tame low 90s. Oh, but kind of a but kind of pleasant because you know it's summertime and you're de- ready to deal with it. It's not the worst. You're outside no. in the sun. It's fun. And if you're <laughs> it's supposed if to be sp- fun, if you're Filipino and you speak Tagalog, walla walla turns into walla walla. Okay, walla means nothing in it, like it, you have nothing. So a, a weekend of my family having to dealing with me making walla walla jokes. Okay, yeah. and how'd that go? Were they excited about it? <laughs> they wanted. To, I think they wanted to stab me. Okay, but I see uh, that. But it's it's a nice town, and um, and my kids played like crap. <laughs> <laughs> but that's but it's fine. Um, you know, you're it's so easy to get sort of invested in. It's like we drove five out four hours for you guys to like not play well. But you know you you know you spend a lot of time trying to trying to search out the diamonds for them and say, hey, this was good, this was good. Just keep doing your thing, and it's sure. fine. But I, I that- yeah. That, ha- yeah. that investment, the time investment happens to everyone. It is one of the worst things when you have some sort of a golf trip, as it just, even as adults, uh-huh. where you, it's either far or you spend a lot of money or both, <laughs> and you go out there and just like just crap all over yourself the whole day. That is just the worst. Right. Nobody's happy about that. No one's ever happy about that. But yeah. it, is, it is fun to see, again, like some parents like acting out. Mm. Yes. All right. Highlights. No, there's just some some of the same old, same olds. Okay. You know, nothing, just, nothing new. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of a lot of my favorite is the really loud audible sighing. <laughs> like oh, you know, like one of those like oh, like when they miss. Like, See, that's I, why I do that after every shot I hit, so no one else can do it. <laughs> It's fine if the kid probably would stomp around a little bit. But so my daughter was playing in a group with uh, this young woman and uh, her father was walking along. I was walking along and I'm always good about keeping my distance. You know what I mean? I'm just like, yeah, it's so hot. You're just I'm just walking from shade to shade like a like a African elephant on the on the savanna. Right. I'm just like lumbering from from shady spot to shady spot where I can see. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so this girl, you know, she just is having, she's having a bit of a time because Tough her, go. her miss is, her miss is kind of a, a, a straight pull, mm-hmm. but all that OB on this course, because it's like around the outside is all left. Okay. So Fine. she's, so she's yanked a couple of balls out of bounds and she's not having a great time. And her father walks by me at one point. He said, I told her that, you know, 
there's there's only one way you can't miss it on this course, and that's left. And I'm like, all right, you, I guess you told her. But <laughs> she's Good job. Hit, she's already hit three balls out of bounds at this point. And then I'm like not paying attention, and I think she she's struggling a little bit, and she she chips a ball on, and she's got her clubs and her, and so she kind of tosses her her wedge down and then like rips the cover off of her putter and throws it down kind of in a, in a, in a mild huff. I would say it was a mild huff. And then all of a sudden the dad's chirping at her and then she's chirping at her dad. And then all of a sudden they're chirping. Oh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of you shut up kind of, you know what I mean? Like the daughter is not having this. Yeah, I bet. I was like, I was like, Oh man. I was like, I hope it does. I hope she cusses at him. Right. But she never did. Yeah. And, uh, but we had a, we had a lovely weekend. That's a bummer. And we had a lovely weekend. That's nice. And then, um, and so that was Saturday, Sunday. On Monday, there was another golf tournament, like this uh, other junior golf tournament, where if you win the, that particular golf tournament, you get to play on the Golf Channel this fall. Okay. Which was in Blaine. And some people were going Walla Walla to Blaine. The entire state of Washington between <laughs> two points. <laughs> like corner to corner. I was like... Good luck out there. Anyway, that was a little. Uh, so anyway, that was that was Walla Walla. It was it was lovely there. I'd like to spend time when it was like full on, like when all the restaurants were open, and a lot, a lot of people say a lot of people enjoy it. I'm not really a wine person. Not really. No. A, I'm not a connoisseur. I like I like what I like. Like if you said if you gave me something and it tasted good, I go, oh, that tastes good. <laughs> Why do you think there's anything more to it than being a connoisseur well, than what you just described? Because people like are into it, right? They're like they know all the they know all the stuff about it. They're, they're it's just in, another set of vocabulary, right? They're deep into the stats, though. You know, like some people are like, you know, how they're like, oh, this winery, but the 2014 was better than the the 2012 and the whatever. Oh, sure, like, sure, you know, there are people who are deep into the into the stats. And I appreciate those people. You know, if that's what you're into, great. Uh, I'm just not. I just they hand me stuff. I drink it. I'm like, ah, it's good. Eh, not so great. That's I thought it. you were going to tell me a story about somebody violating your your personal space on the golf course there when you started about talking about staying away from people. Oh no, I just I don't want to get in the. I just don't want to like I have little conversations with other parents like yeah. that I'm walking with because you get to know people because it's kind of a small world. Yeah. So I but I don't want to fall into like full-on conversations no so i tend to, to be quiet all the time right so i tend to just sort of move in my own like i try to figure out where i should be standing so i don't have sure. to walk as much <laughs> like i don't want to walk every inch of the golf course so i'm trying to find just shady spots but oh the reason i bring the reason i oh, sorry the the reason that i i ask you or bring that bring it back to that is that i was going to tell you that i played a round of golf in the twilight alone the other day caught up mm. to a group was like hey can i link up they were just hitting and it was on 10 i was like oh i don't want to be following you the whole back nine we link up, and the guys are like, sure. And they were friendly enough. I hit a nice shot, got out there. The next hole, we're out in the fairway. The guy has hit his shot and comes up and claps me on the back. I'm like, what are you doing? He like, he comes up the- and starts, like, talking to me and does it by, like, like and puts his arm on, ba- on, on my back. And I'm just like, what the actual fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, like you're, well, first of all, we don't, I don't know you, period. Like, <laughs> under normal circumstances, what you're doing is, is inappropriate and weird. Right. If I knew you, it would be not good. I wouldn't be excited if we were friends, but (laughs) given the circumstances, oh my God. He was just being like friendly, like a dude friendly. Yeah. Well, I guess he was wearing a Texas, Texas tech golf shirt and I should have paid more attention. Got it. Got it. So he just was, he just wanted to, he just was trying to get to know you. Yeah. Well, on the next hole I played through, I was like, you know, I'm going to go on (laughs) because there was nobody in front of them. Oh yeah. And I was alone. I was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and 
Hustle I'll up. Just, I finished I'll up just... on the green. I was like, I'm going to go hit the next wall. See you guys later. <laughs> touch me, you psycho. It's a pandemic. <laughs> right. I can't understand, though, the golf dad, the, the huffing and puffing and getting upset, too, because he's like, does he play golf? Do you think she's trying to hit it left? If she could yeah. stop, she would stop. Right. That, that's just what I've always... I mean, there's there's some times when there's just like questionable decisions. Like, I'll, I'll make like little mental notes or sometimes I'll jot something down. on Like, I will keep a scorecard for... Not from... Well, for my son, I have to keep score because right. you, you have to do it because that's what your job is as a parent. But when I walk with my daughter, you know, they're keeping their own score. But I usually keep a scorecard so I can just kind of follow along with what she's doing. And I'll make notes. Like, oh, that was... Was that a bad club? Or was that a... You know what I mean? Like, if she sure. hits a bad shot or, like, when things are good, I'll be like, that was great. You know, I'll just make notes. But, but I try... I absolutely try not to be... I don't want to burden her. Right. Like, There's a round of golf going on. She knows what she's trying to do. You, you telling her about it, it's not going to help. Right. We have one. We have, I have two signals that I would give her, that, sure. which are not coaching, because you're not allowed to coach your child. As you've discussed. Right. The first is thumbs up, sometimes double thumbs up <laughs> when things are going good. And when things are going bad, I give her the sort of the shoulder brush, right? The Just brush it off. Yeah. We all know it was not great. Let's just brush it off and keep going. You're not like, it's getting a little long in the takeaway. <laughs> making big like, <laughs> arm motions. Hello. I'm not coaching you. You know what this means. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Waving your arm all around. No. But speaking of, speaking of disappointing scores, what, 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 <laughs> how do you feel about the Dustin Johnson disappointing 60? Like, like how like t- golf Twitter – so kind of reacted badly to this. Now, for those of you who didn't watch golf last week, Dustin Johnson um, was 11 under through 11 holes, <laughs> which is like video game kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, 27 just, on the front, right? Yeah. He had, yes, he had two pars, two eagles, and the rest birdies on the front. So he's nine under the front. Birdies the first two holes in the back. Everyone's thinking he's going to shoot 56, 55. Yeah. Ends up sort of just... Stalling out a little bit and making pars the rest yeah. of the way, to a, and coasting into sixty. Well, there was a there was a there was a golfer who had shot fifty nine earlier in the day, mm-hmm. Scotty Scheffler. So they figured, oh man, he's gonna shoot fifty nine. DJ's gonna shoot fifty seven, and it's gonna be a blow. And poor Scotty Scheffler's gonna have to go home like, like sad because he shot fifty nine and not fifty seven. <laughs> but when DJ misses out on a fifty nine, like. Golf Twitter treated him very badly. <laughs> don't you do you don't you think so? I think it's a body of work situation. Yeah, I think it's he's as you and I discussed off off the show that it is an encapsulation of his type of career, just not being able to close after playing great golf for an extended period of time, and just being brilliant, like just yes. being flat out amazing. And just that's what people want, right? They want stories, and there's nothing exciting about a guy shooting a sixty. No, it's just not a story, especially when you look like you're going to shoot a 55. I'm like, especially on the back when he came out and let's not forget that he fired two birdies right to start the back. Yeah. So it looked like it was going to continue. And then, like you say, it just he stalled out. He hit sort of a, a poor shot. And um, you did. I think it was just off the green. He made his first par. Right. And they saved a great par. Yeah. And it was like, OK, you still got a chance. And then just kind of started making pars. And I think, you know, you have a tough hole like that. You lose a little bit of confidence. Yeah. You don't hit a, a perfect shot. And suddenly you're back to feeling your way around the course in the way that these guys can sometimes do if they're not feeling themselves, you know, I mean, golf is so much about confidence. You know how to do the move, just do it, know that you can do it. And you start doubting yourself. It just gets worse and worse. And I mean, I think that if you're at that level and you're playing so well 
and he'd been so i think the weird thing about it is he was so bad a month ago (laughs) so bad like missed cuts shooting in the 80s (laughs) like oh my god what's are you hurt like what's happening so uh, disappointing is a tough way to say it but it's only disappointing in the sense that it's more exciting for us if the athlete achieves the the cool thing right right exactly and uh bright side he ends up winning the tournament and taking home like you know, one in point eight million dollars or whatever. Yeah, by like ten strokes too. <laughs> yeah, like crushes everybody. Yeah, and uh, and just for just for um, just for our, uh, our 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 specific Canadian listener, <laughs> Phil Mickelson played on the uh, on the on the uh, Champions Tour this week, a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday tournament. He won. There's not a real shocker there. No, He's, I actually yeah. stopped paying attention. I watched today's round and yeah. I thought it was like he just looked I mean it just looks way better than all these creaky old guys who are Of course. Like, he's 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 absolutely not the creaky old guy no. playing with the creaky old guys. No, he's basically healthy and he's he's still, you know, able to compete at the, at the highest levels and I mean Bernard Longer's been dominating the Champions yeah. Tour for like 3 years yeah. and yeah, if Phil decided he wanted to stay there, he'd win he'd win 3 out of 4 times. How long do you think? I think there will be a point where he's just like, ah, you know what? I'm going to play like four PGA events a year, and I'm just going to kick all these old guys' ass week I don't to know. week. There's still, there's, I think Phil's too prideful for that. He's going he's gonna to hang on to the PGA Tour as long as he, as long as he Probably, can. Probably, yeah. And if his season's end early or if there's a schedule situation, he'll just play like the – he'll be an opportunist, right, with the Champions Tour. Right. And I think that, uh, and I think that the, uh, the other thing about um, Phil is that um, – he likes to be on big TV. <laughs> he doesn't want to be on little TV, especially for what he's trying to do right now with like basically building a, a health lifestyle brand. Right. So he's he'd rather be he'd rather be out there, being being part of the bigger show, as opposed to the smaller show. I thought it was funny. Somebody said he should hop a plane to Indiana and play the Corn Ferry event this week <laughs> and win that too. <laughs> Which oh, that's be, just rude. Would, that would be rude. People I, are out there trying to make a living. <laughs> He's not doing it, but I think he should. I don't I, think so. Just one time, right? I don't know. I can get behind it once. All right. All right. On to segment two. The uh, if There's one thing about real golf that we all love, but we also love the occasional golf movie. There aren't a ton of great golf movies in the world. No. But... Uh, we do have a selection of them, and the and the ringer uh, decided to pull together what they thought were the best golf swings by actors. So there's something about this piece that I I mean I was excited to I saw this and I was like oh this would be a fun read and I click on it and then it's like I mean you have to I think at some point break down the actual quality of the swing and only in a few rare instances here are we really getting like information about the mechanics of the execution, especially for some of these things that I didn't even bother to look up. Cause I've never even heard of like a number of these movies and that they're either too old for me to know, mm-hmm. or I don't know. Or do I just not, not, are you aware of all of these people on this list? I so am, for instance, like, do you know not. who Christopher Hawkins is? Have you ever seen who's your caddy? No, I have not. Okay. So that's a, that's a, Oh, that's big boy. All right. I should have read the article. Yeah. <laughs> I was busy being mad at the list. But, but yeah, but yeah, how does Krista, I mean, this is the reason that there aren't a ton of great golf movies, <laughs> but Christopher Hawkins, who's your caddy played by big boy. Mm-hmm. This cannot be a good movie. 
but um, universally could, negative reviews and commercial failure <laughs> is the quote. <laughs> but could his swing be any better than say Don Johnson's swing? Now Don Johnson's swing is pretty bad. It's pretty rough. It's pretty rough. How do we feel about? So I mean, well, did you have a structure in mind for how we wanted to approach this? No, we could. Did you have your own list, or did you want to discuss the ones on this list? I, I we can let's just walk down this list, and then we'll we'll get there. So um, the next one would be um, Luke Chisholm in Seven Days in Utopia, played by Lucas Black. How do you make a golf movie in 2011 and I'm just not aware of it? Yeah, it's kind of, um, actually, it's not a terrible movie. So you've it's, watched this movie? It's a little boring. Yeah, he just, um, this this guy, he's a struggling tour guy. He's like, he's got dad issues. He's got anger issues. And he ends up in this town called Utopia. Okay. And, you know, they, Robert Duvall's there, who basically plays Robert Duvall. <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of Obi-Wans him back into, like, form. Okay. It's and it's and he you know he, he of course he falls in love with the the cute girl who works at the motel diner and yeah you know, it's pretty it's pretty uh you know I, I kind of like Lucas Black he's kind of got that that easygoing Southern thing okay and so how how are we feeling about Luke, Lucas Black's move here? he's actually like a low single digit in real life he doesn't okay. have he doesn't have a pro move but he's got a very good move okay so there's only like, I'm 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 while you're talking to me I'm trying to watch the trailer and it's yeah. He's got a decent amateur swing. It yeah. looks all right. Yeah. Like he goes to the, you see him on those, some of those pro-am deals and he's, and he's, he's passable. Okay. The, uh, I have no idea about number 10. So just get <laughs> banning. A movie no from the sixties. Yeah. And then they, and just because they have no other ideas, they throw the, the Caddyshack people in here. All right. So that's absurd. Although I will give, uh, Ted Knight some credit. His moves. Okay. Especially for an older guy. He's got an old guy country club move. Yeah, it looks fine. Right. Uh, Roddy Dangerfield can't swing the golf club at all. <laughs> and honestly, Chevy Chase's is not that great. It's a little messy. It's it's very inconsistent. In fact, I, I I went through and looked at some clips. Danny has a much cleaner move. Danny obviously Danny Noonan is the best swing of the of the of the movie. And let's not sleep on Bill Murray, right? So we know Bill Murray can play golf in real life. Yes. Um, and when he's hitting the, the flowers, it's a nice move. It's it's a little fun. He's got a little bit of a funky neck whip thing going, but the the follow through, the completion, the hip movement, and the the hand lag is nice. It's really he, he really explodes those flowers with that. <laughs> who's the who's the tough guy? Who's the tough guy? Other caddy. A guy whose name escapes me. The guy who always wears the sunglasses. Oh, Denunzio. Yeah. Did we ever get to see him actually play golf? Yeah, yeah. He plays at some point, but. I think he's got a terrible swing as well, <laughs> but that's a but that's sort of beside. It just, again, it just sort of speaks to the weakness of this list that they mm-hmm. they had to go they had to go there. I do think though that the uh, the one thing that the, they they have on the list here. Well, well, I'm sorry, you still want to work your way down here? Or did I did I skip ahead? Because where are we at now? Six. Joe Anthony the caddy. Okay, so this one, this is Dean Martin. Uh, yeah, Dean Martin's got a silky move. Oh, it's it's and it, you know what? It looks like it's the swing of golf as a leisure activity. Right. He looks like he's throwing darts. Like yeah. there's no effort in it. He's just you know what? I'm just gonna hit it down there and go find it, hit it again. Okay. I don't really care what I score, but I'm hitting a nice one down the middle every time. Yeah, and he's and he's likely drunk, so that's uh, <laughs> that, that's a that helps. Like we all we've all we all had to go to the swing oil every now and again. Yeah, well, I mean, I, it makes me a much worse golfer. 
<laughs> but it makes the things it makes the swing silky. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know how Matt Damon got number five on this list because his swing is absolute shite. It's rough. It is, it's so bad. Yeah. It is really bad. And the fact that he gets here on five and Shia LaBeouf gets like the total like absolute shine is what, no, what I, golf movie is Shia LaBeouf in? Um, greatest game ever played. Oh, that's right. Okay, sorry. So Shia LaBeouf should be here in the in the Matt Damon spot, and there's no question about it. All right. So, I mean, Matt Damon should be number. He should be behind Big Boy, <laughs> <laughs> and and Shia LaBeouf should be in his place. Isn't uh, is the, so? I'm sorry. Is the greatest game ever played? Is it's it's where he wins the uh, where he wins the U.S. Open. Okay. That's right. I, that, I just always confuse it. What's the one with uh, Caviezel? What, what golf movie is that? That's Bobby Jones' Stroke of Genius. And he should be on here, too, because Caviezel's move's pretty good. Not bad, not bad. Yeah, but I agree. Okay, now I remember. The, okay, the Shia LaBeouf. Oh, right, he's dressed like a newsie the whole time. Yes, I remember this <laughs> <laughs> This is one of those movies that I don't ever want to watch, and then anytime it's on the Golf Channel, I end up watching the whole thing. Right. Greatest yes. game ever played. Yeah. I'm trying to... Um, and Okay, so... Which is all well and good. So he should he should be on this list. Caviezel should be on this list. I don't know what these people are thinking. The Shooter McGavin should probably not be on this list. No, either. his move is not good. It's it's, it's funny. <laughs> because he it's hits it like a 15 be. handicapper. Yes. <laughs> and and we all know that 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 Shooter's not there for the swing. He's there for the retorts. He's yes. he's there because goddamn he's funny. Like every time, every time he's, every line he delivers in this movie is awesome. It's perfect. He's uh, the perfect foil. He's almost the star of the movie. It's so good. It's very close. It's I mean, the part close. also where he f- fights the beach ball on the green and then sinks like the six footer and is like, <laughs> like yeah. I can relate to that. Could you imagine? You're trying to play golf. <laughs> there's a fucking beach ball. You're trying to like focus. Like he's, he's like, he's portrayed. I think we've talked before, right, about how Happy Gilmore is the the real villain of the film. That, uh-huh. that Shooter McGavin is is is, is you know, it's not his fault. What's happening? Right. Yeah, he reacts poorly a couple of times, but yeah. Yes, I mean, yeah, he he's the one who's supposed to 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 be his career is moving forward. He's worked hard. Yeah, and then of course, Happy Gilmore shows up and f's the whole thing up for him. Yes, yes, that's that's totally true. Um, let's see here. The next one is. Um, a movie called Pat and Mike where Catherine Hepburn just comes up and just like hits a bunch of really great, sw- makes a really bunch of pretty good swings. This is my, this is their most inspired choice here. Other than the Dean Martin selection earlier. Yeah. Cause what, what Kate Hepburn does here is amazing. <laughs> There's like nine balls in a row. Yeah. Like lined up on the driving range or I guess it's like six or seven. And she basically hit him like the guys that do the speed at top golf where they're just yeah. having one person wave their hand as fast as they can. Uh huh. And yeah. every single shot that she hits, it's on. And who knows how many takes it is, but every single shot she hits on camera, pretty good. It, it's got to be right because there's no effects. Yeah, and you can see the ball take off. It's a good looking move. Yes, in a related, in a related, in a related story. Um, speaking of Kate, Kate Blanchett, who plays Catherine Hepburn in The Aviator, actually swings the club pretty well too. Okay. In very, in very Catherine Hepburn, in in Catherine Hepburn tradition. But these are good swings, so good for Catherine Hepburn. They're very Num- nice. Yeah, I was impressed. Number, number two, we get Roy McAvoy. Um, sure. 
Yeah. I mean, we all love this movie. Yeah, and Costner can swing the club. He clearly plays golf. Yeah. Um, sidebar. Yes. I went, I went to the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am one year, and um, Costner was playing, and I was standing next to where the, the players walk back from the, uh, the range, and, uh, and, I, and, I, and I saw Costner. Yeah, oh, really? Go. Yeah. Just say hello? Not really. I didn't want to bother him. I don't like to bother famous people. But well, so that's funny that you say that because I read on the internet the other day that somebody was saying that I noticed that famous people always say good to see you because they assume that if if you've met, you'll remember, but they definitely won't. Right. So I think that that'd be a fun way to big time celebrities if you meet them. Hey, good to see you. Yeah. Like just say, and then just move on. <laughs> oh, Kevin, good to see you. <laughs> just wave and keep going. Hey. Yeah, the, uh, the fuck was that guy? Man, who was that guy? <laughs> you know, this is the funny part. This is the best part about Tin Cup is the fact that he's this shitty, broke down trailer park driving range pro. Uh-huh. He has the best pants. Like he can keep those <laughs> linen pants like completely <laughs> buttery. Like nobody could keep linen pants buttery. <laughs> nobody. Time, that's what's actually under, it takes under, me under, out of the. The movie okay. for a minute when he's got the sponsor shirts on, I'm like, "There's no way this man's wearing this. He's been looked great the whole film." <laughs> right? Like nobody could keep pants like that looking that good under the best of circumstances, let alone living in a trailer with Cheech Marin in the middle of dusty Texas. I want to know how he makes. He makes a rayon shirt that looks like it's either got gold playing cards on it or something, <laughs> and like with a wife beater. I should call it that a tank top, a sure. rib tank top underneath. Yeah. Uh, he makes it look good. He looks like he doesn't look as gross as you would expect him to. Because he's a movie star. It's amazing. That's how this works. Okay. Um, I think I've allowed Gil- myself to convince old Kevin. Conv- I think I've allowed myself to be convinced that old Kevin Costner's looks have somehow invalidated young Kevin Costner's looks. <laughs> I'm like, wow, <laughs> that's an attractive man. Yeah. He gets, you know, what do you say? You got a movie star face. Yeah. Um, it's sort of like Harrison Ford. Like Harrison Ford still looks handsome, the old and, and craggy in a good way. Yeah, and I think I'm, for me, as a younger man, maybe Harrison or uh, Kevin Costner's lank hair always felt like a a flaw. Like, <laughs> you're so attractive. What's going on with your hair? <laughs> can, we, can we fix this haircut? Yeah. All right. They have Happy Gilmore's number one. Iconic, certainly, but not a good golf move. <laughs> if you could reproduce it, it is functional. Okay, so so two things. Well, let me get to the first thing. There was a dude on some tour who, on the very first hole, Happy yeah. Gilmore's. Well, it's like it's just a, it's a casual Happy Gilmore. It's, a, it's like a yeah, single they, step. They, he's he's standing behind the ball like most people do. Before yeah, they they get up to sit. They they call his name. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen from parts unknown, George the Animal Steel, and he. Like takes a right right foot, a left foot, plants it, and then just rips that drive. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's so good. Like who would do that in a in a real tournament situation? That he's guy. On, I think it's on the Asian tour. He's doing this, and he's like, uh, yeah. I mean, he's it's almost like Mr. Baseball situation. <laughs> he's out there just. He's trying to steal Ho Sung Choi's like uh, his his shtick. He's trying to, he's trying to do something a little different. But perhaps hey, maybe if you're playing in the backwater tours of the world. You know, even if it's, you know, the Asian tour, you know, whatever. Just do a little Happy Gilmore. Get it on get it on Instagram. Man. People people love that that video. I, I certainly did. Absolutely. The um, glaring omission here. 
And every time we talk about golf movies, I always have to bring up the uh, the movie Dead Solid Perfect starring Randy Quaid. Okay. I guess late, I've still not seen it. Late 80s. You can see the whole thing on YouTube. If I don't know. Like I watched The Long Riders after you talked about it. And that was a mistake. So. <laughs> it's 90 <laughs> minutes long. It has a hilarious sort of late 80s HBO soundtrack, <laughs> which is to say it's like bad keyboard soundtrack. Okay. But it's a good movie about golf. If you like golf, you'll like it. It's it's very similar to Tin Cup. They have very they have they have very similar qualities. Um and so uh if you can get past the late eighties production value and the fact that maybe Randy Quaid Randy Quaid is definitely clinically insane now. <laughs> Randy Quaid's got a pretty good move. So um Okay. And the and the bad guy in it, his rival is Brett Cullen. You know who Brett Cullen is? Yes. He's uh, the isn't he I think I believe Brett Cullen is the 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 crappy quarterback in the in the replacements. Right, yes. Yes, that's Brett Cullen. Anyway, he's he's very much the Don Johnson of the whole thing and it also has a very poor swing. <laughs> but Randy Quaid's swing is is dang good. I know uh, Matt at Reasons Are will back me up on Dead Solid Perfect because he knows. He knows this, he knows the story. He knows the yeah. deal. Okay. Yeah, Brett Cullen is like uh like evil Matthew Modine. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But like frat guy Matthew yeah. Modine. Just like like this is my evil brother. <laughs> Brett, <laughs> maybe they are brothers. We don't know that. We don't know they're not. No one knows. All right, all right. On to segment three. So the pandemic has hit a lot of people very hard. We know this. Um, not not only from health perspectives, from economic perspectives. Indeed. But the, but there are some people who are finding ways to continue to be economically viable, given their gifts. Now, you might think to yourself, you know, of course, like dancing, adult film. But this gentleman is um, <laughs> his 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 name is uh, well, he's nicknamed Gainer Bull. Okay. <laughs> has, <That's> upsetting. <laughs> has decided to become an erotic weight gainer. And and uh, and. I believe the word they used is a uh, porn chub. Right on. <laughs> okay. So he's just a guy who who's fat. And he's not just fat, but he's fat in that way that's... And I guess people find it pleasing. They find that sort of Buddha belly kind of pleasing. So I'm a big guy. Buddha big... belly? This man looks like a human <laughs> buckeye. It's not... <laughs> A boot. Uh, it's, it's. It is though. It's it is painful a, to look at. He's got a that big round gut. Now I'm a big guy. Like I'm, like I'm, a, like I'm you know, I'm a 280 pound individual. Yes. But I don't have that big round gut. Like that, 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 that. Uh, who's the uh, who's the comedian? <laughs> Burt Kreischer. You know Burt Kreischer? I don't think so. Oh my god. Okay, folks. Sidebar here. Burt Kreischer. You should okay. look up Burt Kreischer on YouTube, The Machine. Okay. So, so Burt Kreischer is the guy that they made um, Van Wilder. Uh, that he's the inspiration for Van Wilder. Okay. Anyway, he, t- he does this stand-up bit called The Machine about when he was in college and he went to Russia with his Russian class. Uh-huh. 
is fucking amazing. It's okay. probably all true. Anyway, Burt Kreischer. Again, big dude, beard, big belly. Yeah, but not like this deformed. Like... <laughs> well, this guy's at the top of his game. I he's, guess. He's... He weighs 500 pounds. God, 500 pounds. I, he also, where, where is he from? <laughs> he's obviously from Florida. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so he's 44 years old. He's probably going to die in the next year and a half. I like guess. He but he's knocking out 10,000 calories a day, which which is, you know, like Michael Phelps territory, <laughs> except he doesn't swim. Except this guy, all he does is sit around and eats and and people are into it. People are people are he's making hand over fist like in terms of like people who are on his on his OnlyFans account. And pe- and he's making lots and lots of money by being this big fat dude. He eats ten thousand calories a day. Yeah, he's been doing this for twenty years, and he he started to get excited. He said by his ever expanding stomach when he weighed one hundred and eighty five pounds at twenty five at twenty four years old. <laughs> I don't. Okay, so I I admit to not being able to follow a lot of people's thought processes in general. Yeah. Me. Based on where we're at these days, <laughs> I don't understand how you can make come to these conclusions. Yeah. Whatever. This one is out of bounds. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've, it looks like it hurts. Oh my god, it looks so painful. There's no way he can be comfortable. But uh, there's there's also there's also these other folks who are who are into this whole this whole giant being. F- Fat, like there's there are there's this link to a personal fatness trainer, okay, who is trying to get his wife, or his bride to be, who's currently four hundred and fifty pounds. He'd like to get her up to six hundred pounds for their wedding. Oh my god! He would like her to gain an additional one hundred and fifty pounds. She already weighs four hundred and fifty pounds. That's. What? Why are you gonna try to? That's a, you're trying to like slowly murder someone. This is, this is insane. I think we all can understand that these folks are probably struggling with mental illness in some way, shape, or form. I mean, sort of. A, I guess it's just the opposite of. Oh um, no! I made the just, mistake of clicking on the slideshow at the bottom. Oh no! Don't do that! <laughs> oh no! Oh my god! But but oh. I got, it got me thinking. Like you know, I don't. I, I don't think I can get my belly to be that big. I'm not. I wasn't blessed with a, with a big. I think if you round... eat ten thousand calories a day, you you could. I think <laughs> big round. Think it... could, could you imagine my wife? Like the first day I ate ten thousand calories, my wife would go, "What are you doing?" <laughs> like, uh, I'm gonna, I'm a, I'm getting into the porn chub industry. Like, I'm just gonna gain a bunch of weight and get like people are gonna like want to look at my big, gross gut all the time. Like, I don't know. I don't think... See, I would I would just turn into, like, a big, like, like a rectangle of a person, right? I, yeah. See, I, I'd just be... I'm, like... Gain the I'm weight like, evenly? Right. I'm, like, the I'm like the Professor Toru Tanaka, right? I'm, like, odd job. Okay. Like, I'm just, like, this big brick of a person. Like, that's that's my deal. I don't have... I don't have the... I don't have the roundness. I don't have... But, but I was thinking that maybe you might... <laughs> so, so I was thinking to myself, if you embrace the porn chub 
industry and decided to go to go for this. I think maybe you might have a I think you might have a career in it. I think you could probably swell up in the in the proper ways. I'm gonna start swearing at you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean I, I actually I, I, I disagree. Um, I also tend to carry my weight all over. I think if I like put a concerted effort into drinking like a shit ton of beer all the time, like even mm. more than I do now, I'm sure that I could probably grow some heinous gut. <laughs> and they grow one of those like rock hard ones. Like Yeah, where... that's the thing. That his his gut's <laughs> not flabby, it's like tight. It looked, it's yeah. like he it's like he ate a boulder. It's it's terrible. I think again, again, you have to be blessed in certain ways to embrace to get into these kinds of industries, right? Industries that are based around your looks. Right? There's a genetic Blessed? This man's gonna well, kill himself. Well but you know, you have to there there's a genetic freak in everyone who makes a living a really good living with their looks in any way, shape, or form. And this guy this guy obviously has what it takes. He's 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 obviously got the the gift, but it's <laughs> but posing in your underwear with your gut hanging out. I mean, can you imagine if you're his buddy? I guess I guess they're I guess I guess he's doing fine from a living perspective. I'd be like, hey, dude, how, how did it how did how did it go this week? Oh, I made you know twenty five thousand dollars this week for my fans only account. I don't know my OnlyFans account. I just. I, I'm just trying to think how I could, you know, what I have nothing, I have nothing to offer this world in this regard. Like there's nothing like, I, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to pull together a, like, you know, do you, do you eat gross things or do you, you know, I'm just trying to figure, I, I tend to like to, on my Facebook account, put, put like food, like weird hot dogs and stuff. Okay. That, I, that I'm making, but that doesn't, that's not going to get you anywhere really. Like you have to find a, I mean, you have to, you have to be. I always say to my kids, like, there's the the way to be successful in the world is you have to be able to either do things other people can't, or do things other people won't. And if you can do both of those things, then you're guaranteed to be a success in this world. <laughs> <laughs> so, you brought up hot dogs, and I don't mean to like completely take a left turn on you here, <laughs> but I came across this Twitter account called Struggle Tweet at Struggle underscore Tweet. Are you familiar okay. with Struggle Tweets? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sounds like something I'd like. It's, I think you'll enjoy it, and I think maybe we should bring struggle tweets back to the show, and we can break them down. But the one that, like, much like this picture you've made me look at of this <laughs> horrendous obese man, I feel bad for him. He's going to die at early death. I hope he enjoys whatever money he's making from his OnlyFans. Okay. But on struggle tweets, there's images often of people like, look at what I'm eating, and it's like really bad looking. Or, you know, it's just a lot of different things, like self-owns and, and other such types of things. And, and someone posts, and the struggle tweet person, to their credit, I guess, like blanks out the name of the person whose content they're stealing. Okay. And I can't decide if I feel good about that because it's an aggregation and you're not like making, you know, people are going to go attack that, find them and attack them. But at the same time, they publish this on a public website. I don't know sure. how much... How much responsibility do you have to protect them from themselves? You don't really. If you're if you're willing to put it on Twitter, you're willing to have it seen by many, many, many people, right? Yep. And long story short, there's a tweet that says, "Looking for a healthy alternative to chili dogs? Swap out the chili for with tuna." <laughs> and there's a picture, and it's hot dogs in a bun with tuna on the top and mustard. And I just about passed out. Like, okay, so. Tuna salad on a tuna salad on a hot dog sounds pretty decent to me. 
but okay. It to, but it has to be like have the mustard in it and the mayonnaise and the everything, right? It has raisins. Raisins. What? No. Raisins. I don't know, just like you know, white people do this raisins and <laughs> the tuna salad. I don't know if it's tuna, but the potato salad or whatever. Like celery. Like sometimes there's celery in your I like celery. tuna salad. That's fine. I did. I did a poke dog once that was really good, like a spicy poke dog. So it was a hot dog with with raw tuna and spicy creamy and with you know with uh, tobacco. It was really okay. really good. Yeah. The- <laughs> The other reason I probably struggle tweets is because one of the struggle tweets is bought an OnlyFans and she's just playing the piano and singing. <laughs> and then it's like a there's a the meme of Ellen's cry face. Oh. So. <laughs> OnlyFans, all she does is play the piano. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, she maybe I'll you. maybe I'll find something to maybe I'll find something to get an OnlyFans account for. What do you? What do, do people pay for those? I don't. I don't have an OnlyFans account. I'm not gonna sign. You gotta sign up just to even like get in the menu. I'm not. No thanks. It's, not, it's, <laughs> it's variable though, right? Some people are charging more. Some people try. I gotta imagine. I assume. People, some people are yeah. like, like if people are doing dirty stuff that costs more. I assume it works like Cameo, and I don't know anything else. <laughs> <laughs> not and I'm not. Out. And I'm not really looking to find out. No, I know what it is. I know how it works. I'm not gonna engage with it directly. <laughs> Fair. I look forward uh, to the future of struggle tweets. I will. I'll I'll, I'll, uh, I'll 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 start a follow. All right. Well, you know what time this is. Now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready. Dad <laughs> jokes of the week. Woo. Um. Like we're really in like the. I don't even know how to put it. The dog days of summer. Yeah. Maybe. Um, <laughs> like, okay. So if if you're working for dad joke calendar. Mm-hmm. Once you get to the end of August, you gotta be like tapped. Like well, you gotta be. You, so I gotta. <laughs> you don't have any holidays to pin your jokes to. Here are like, the bad least, jokes. You at hear least, them? At, <laughs> <laughs> but at least when you get down to like the holidays, like Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, like you can start theming up. Yeah. But you're just kind of stuck out here right now. For sure. Yeah, and and we get some. I just okay. So what room is impossible to enter? A mushroom, like I'm, I'm, I'm offended. <laughs> why? Why did the leopard have so many vacation days left over at the end of the year? She wanted to go on vacation, but just couldn't find the right spot. Really? How many golfers does it take to change a light bulb? Four. There you go. <laughs> what do you get when you put jazz band in the freezer? Very cool music. Mm. I don't. <laughs> what is on the floor of every paleontologist bathroom? Reptiles. Paleontologists? I think you could have got more specific. No, I right? think you could have. Well, that's assuming that all dinosaurs are reptiles. Which well, is I think a, which we is know a, that that's not accurate. That's not accurate. <laughs> Certainly there is a reptile doctor, a reptile Yeah, like scientist. a reptologist or something. like a. Yes. I'm going to find out right now in real time. Uh, I, my Google foo has failed me. Oh, herpetology. Yes. Herpetology. Herpetology is the branch of zoology concerned with the study of amphibians and reptiles. I want to, I want to take up crypto herpetology. There you go. <laughs> what, uh, what, what, what amphibian <laughs> reptiles, I guess that's Loch Ness monster. It's what? Just one. It's the, it's the no, and one. the, um, 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 uh, um, Bole. The Cooper, the Cooper Chabra, the Chupacabra. Oh, that's Chupacabra, a fish. that's not, yeah, no. At the Mbole Mbeke. What do we call it? What was it? 
It's not what it is. But... I'm find Close out again. Enough. Close enough. Listen to our podcast where I Google shit. Mbembe. Fuck. The Mbembe. The Bole. The Macole. Um... Macole Mbembe. The... Mokele. Mokele Mbembe. <laughs> All right, moving on. Always be kind. I, I love. I love to be gladiator. Okay, great. I don't know. That's terrible. Always be kind to your dentist. After all, he has fillings, too. Oy. And they're always down in the mouth. Yep, we got that last week. Right. Fillings are down in the mouth. Uh, all right, and finally, I can't find my mood ring. I'm not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> I enjoyed that one. Yeah. And I've got a bonus one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I've got a bonus one for you. Uh, um, let me find it. My Myers-Briggs type is NTFS, which speaks volumes. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, computer yes. humor. Computer humor is always good. All right, here's my joke this week. I worked really hard on this one. Okay. I needed a kitchen utensil from the store, but I forgot my wallet. I had to ask myself if that was a whisk I was willing to take. <laughs> I, I like it. I like it. It's it, you would have to ask yourself that. <laughs> right. Am I willing to take this whisk? <laughs> it's actually kind of hard to say. Like as yeah. I wrote it, I wrote it and then I was saying it I was like I hope I don't cuz I had to try a couple times. I had to yeah. practice yeah. cuz like I had to ask myself if that was a whisk I was willing to take. Uh, right, cuz you got to go Elmer Fudd there for a minute. Yeah. yeah. For a second anyway. Well, I'm glad you liked that one. All right. I, and I had one more of the literal ones that I came across. Remember a few weeks back we did the literal humor Oh, the Amelia Bedelia, as I like to call it. Sure. Sure. The nurse walks in and hands a man a baby and says, and looks at him solemnly and says, sorry, your wife didn't make it. He looks down at the baby and says, okay, but can you bring me the one my wife made? <laughs> that is very much a, a, the, the macabre Amelia Bedelia. It's pretty rough. but I, that's, that's, really, that's really rough. I feel so terrible for that family. Pretty bad. Let's do the overtime. Overtime. All right. So, Ty, you have something to share with us from the overtime this week. Well, we always say that the show is about pop culture, life strategies, and existentialism, and I don't feel yes. like we've had a lot of ex- existentialism lately. All right. So I had some. Okay. I mentioned earlier in the show about driving a long distance to play expensive golf, which is something I was so fortunate enough to do last weekend. Played Sweet. pretty Where'd well. You go? Where'd you go? Chambers Bay. Ah, lovely. Yeah. Had a couple struggle holes, as you know how you, you, you take your licks out there if you hit it in the wrong spots. Right. The quarry. Hitting it, hitting around the quarry. Yeah. Um, but it was a great day. Uh, perfect weather. Uh, finished up the round right around lunchtime, about heading back to the city. And I, which is something, this is something I've done before, don't take my, successfully take my car key out of my golf bag before I put my golf bag in the trunk and shut it. <laughs> Now, this is the problem with having a car that opens without actual keys, right? You just have to be close to it, and if you pull the handle, it opens. Yeah. So a lot of times I'll roll my bag up to the trunk, and I'll pop the trunk open without actually getting the key out of the bag. Now, usually when I grab my wallet, I grab the car key because they're in the same pocket. For some reason, I failed to do it today. Or not today, but the other day. And the thing about this car is that it also does this thing, because I've done this before, that if you shut the trunk and the key is in there, it actually alarms and doesn't lock it. Okay. So like the, this loud beeping starts and you just pop it back open and you 
it stops and get the key out, right? So right. this didn't happen. And right as I shut the trunk, I'm like, oh, oh shit. And I try to open it because I'm like, this shouldn't happen. This key should be in here. Key should be in here. The car should open. It doesn't happen. Um, I'm, you know, you know where it is. I'm an hour from home minimum. Oh, yeah. Uh, more. Yeah. And anyway, long story short, I have to call. That, well, first of all, I, I investigate whether or not I can do a remote unlock because our other car is the same brand and it, they have there's an app for both. And okay. I can remote unlock the other car, but not my car. Uh. That was cool. Um, I call the, the roadside assistant. to like, okay, you know, 60 minutes to 60 to 90 minutes. I'm like, all right. And I'm like just in this gravel parking lot <laughs> and there's no shade. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. But because I was like, all right, get, you know, get ready for the long haul here. I hop up on the trunk and sit on it. And that actually the trunk wasn't shut all the way and when it shuts all the way it triggers the failsafe. oh and it opens the trunk and i'm like oh my god and so much relief right so, so it was half so it was just half latched yes like as you couldn't was, pull you couldn't pull it up but it wasn't cor- all the way down correct got it got it got it and so when i sat on it it shut all the way it triggered the failsafe. i called and canceled the roadside assistant and got on my way home anyway i burned oh. like 40 minutes it sucked <laughs> but about 15 minutes in the drive home i realized that i'm like like just elated like, because the relief of not having to sit there in that parking lot for an hour and a half is so exciting <laughs> that I just like the happiest I felt in like weeks. And so I like realized a big, my, like a big endorphin rush, right? Exactly. Like, oh, I realized my you. brain is releasing these endorphins to make me feel better, this relief. And I just started thinking about it like, wait, was this worth it? Was it worth it to get this like rush of positivity? Maybe. Like, so that's what kind of like being an adrenaline junkie is like where you, um, the relief of surviving is a big part of the release you get, right? Is uh-huh. it, you're putting your life at risk and pulling it off and not dying is like a big part of the, the pleasure that you get out of it. Mm-hmm. So, but what I wanted to say was like, all right, what other ways could I set up like low stakes, shitty situations <laughs> to get up, get an emotional payoff? The thing is you can't, you can't trick yourself into it because you know, you've tricked yourself, right? <laughs> Yes. You have to, it has to come it has to come authentically or else it doesn't it's no good. <laughs> it, you yeah. have to you exact you have to it's like you have to pay people to like do this to you. Like the game. It's like, the game, yeah. 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 Like I need you to trick me and I need I will pay you whatever X amount of dollars a month for you to like screw with me in a way that's not that's only annoying for about thirty or forty minutes and then I sort of figure it out. Yeah. Like and then I feel better about it. <laughs> I need you to, I need you to low level sabotage me, but then I need to be able to work through it. But only in times when I can deal with it. Not, you know, don't put my, don't put my <laughs> don't relationships at, don't put my relationships and stuff at risk. But just like uh, pick pick good times to do You're it. You're like right up to the edge of psychotic break is what I'm looking for. <laughs> and then I need to get off the hook. Yeah. That's a that's a that's actually kind of interesting. That uh, I don't know. You found a little gratitude in that moment, right? Like, oh yeah. god, at least you know it sucked, but at least it didn't suck horribly. It well, it wasn't even that it sucked bit. that badly for me. It's the relief of oh, thank God, I didn't actually fuck up too badly. Right. Because I can't. I mean, there is. I, I don't think I ever feel worse than when I do some idiot shit. Like, I, it's just it, it brings me so low. Like you, <laughs> fucking moron. <laughs> There's no reason for this. You just blew it. Yeah. You just, yeah, for no reason, for no good reason, you just, you F this up and now, now look at you. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You should be more forgiving of yourself, Ty. 
Well, then how would I ever achieve, the, achieve these high standards? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I need to push myself. Well, I guess that's one way to think about it. <laughs> anyway, I my car, uh, thankfully my car will always bail me out because if my, my key is anywhere in the car and I grab the door handle, it unlocks the whole car. So, but then again, my car's made for soccer moms. <laughs> well, no, in the end, the, like the cabin of my car would have done that too, but it was just because the trunk, I think, but if I had probably half lot, half lashed one of the doors, same, same deal, uh-huh. right? You know, you could, you could get it to where it's not all the way shut, but you can't open it. Right. I probably would have the exact same experience with the cabin of the car. Yeah. yeah. But you would have seen that that door was ajar, right? You would have seen that it wasn't fully latched where the trunk was a little bit more of a, the trunk looked like it was subtle. shut. Yeah. Yeah. It was much more subtle. You yeah. needed to, you need to sit your, uh, your, your, your porn chub butt on that, uh, on that trunk. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> All right. That's that's a terrific story. Anyway, also, la- over the past week, Ty went crazy and renamed all the shows in our feed. So if, uh, if for archive purposes, if you'd like to refer someone or you'd like to go back and you think, hey, what was the show where they did XYZ? Now all the titles say XYZ on them. Yep. So it occurred to me when I started naming the shows with the three topics that we discussed that it's wildly stupid, <laughs> speaking of disappointing myself, that given the show's title and the sort of gimmick that we run the format under, it was ridiculous that I wasn't doing this from the get-go. Not that it matters that much, but if you are interested in looking at the back catalog and you, or you've caught the show, you're new to the show, and you want to see what we've discussed uh, elsewhere, it's much easier to find these days. So you can go to 2on3pod.com, control F for anything you'd like to hear, and uh, go find what you're looking for and let us know if you find anything that you've forgotten about. Because we probably forgot about it, too. So we want to hear all about it. Oh, for sure. I've forgotten about it. <laughs> all right. Well, that's it for the, our, our show this week. Our thanks to all of you for listening to the 2 on 3 pod, where we hope you're staying safe, staying healthy, and keeping your head above water. If you don't already, please subscribe and or review via your favorite podcast provider. And don't be shy about sharing your thoughts and suggestions for the show. We'll be back next week with more pop culture, life strategies, and existentialism. And until then, peace. Peace.